You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Femme Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am one of your fabulous hosts, John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And I am officially saying this on the air. Y'all really let Chingy say, give me what you got for a pork chop. And all we did was dance. What a moment. <laughs> what, what a, time a to be moment. Alive. What a time to be alive. People were in the club dancing uh, to give me what you got for a poke chop. I still can't uh, get over that. But anyway, what a time. What a moment uh, to be alive. But, but, you know, sometimes I wonder, what does it, what did the pork chop mean? You know right. What, like, like, give what me? did the pork chop symbolize for Jimmy <laughs> in that moment? Did he like what? it how he did right there? I just right there. I wants to know. I got I, just, I got questions and we need answers. But you know what? Honestly, though, I will say that if that song comes on, I'm gonna chicken head. That is okay. The, I am going to hit okay. every single three, <laughs> four, and five on that song because that song goes. That song still goes to this day. But I just I think about that a lot. We really said, "Give me what you got for a pork chop," and all people did was dance in the club. But how are you, girl? How are things? Whew, fam, it is Jordan or Joho, and <laughs> bitch, you just caught me literally mid cough. I'm yeah. coming to y'all live from the city fucking C because bitch, I am sick <laughs> again, and I am over this. Yes, over. I feel John, it. So much shit is going around right now, and I am done with catching all of it. Same. I am not a baseball player. Why am I getting these damn curveballs? Literally, as you ask me how I am, bitch, I just spot, I spot, 
why I can't English? That's how much it got me. I just spit up so much mucus. I was like, oh my God. It's so, yeah, I'm, so sorry it, to, I'm so sorry to be so real with y'all, y'all. It's true, though. You Listeners, know what? I, I got to keep it real with you. I am actively actively having a chest cold which is so wild don't ask me how i got i have no idea you right. just out here Same. probably taking a walk somewhere around nobody else and the wind just got me a gust is going around so i'm not gonna even lie so i saw you two weeks ago was feeling great we did the concert everything was good yep. shout out to betty who she gave us our life Ugh. and then that week sped up and then like friday i woke up and was like I know this ain't another effing cold. Like, I know this is not. And sure enough, Saturday morning, it got me again. And I was like, seriously, I just got over being sick. And now I'm sick again. And so you could probably hear it in my voice. Like, I still am still giving you sort of that raspy, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Because I don't want to say anything that's problematic. But it's just giving very raspy. raspy, And it's cute for a moment until I have to cough. Right, but it's just gross. But I'm so over it. I feel you. Me and you should march up to the CDC and be like, "What's really going on, girl?" Because something's let, out here to get us. Just let, just let me know. You know what? What like what is it that uh, what is it that Ava says in Abbott Elementary? She 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 she, she she's, like, she's like, "Girl, if you're gonna lie, you got to let me know." I'm gonna keep <laughs> you gonna lie. You got right. to let me know. Right. Let me know what's going around. You 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 don't have to lie to me. Just tell me what's going just down. Just tell so me what just... the fuck is going on. Yeah. I am tired of being sick i'm okay. tired of spending it, i'm gonna just say this and then we gotta move on i am really also sick of spending money on medication medication is also hella expensive when you start doing the Lord math Jesus. around how much mucinex costs how much Bitch. antibiotics cost you, it's just it's too much 25 bucks for some pills it's- $25 for some mucinex yeah. let me go let me go and find me I don't know let me go make me something with some flowers outside then. I know Jesus it's, just, it's, it's outrageous but I hope you feel better I know you've been wishing you. me well wishes we as well mm-hmm. um, but anyway all that to be said we are here we are doing the damn thing and we are going to get over whatever it is that's trying to keep us down yes ma'am amen uh, that being said this week we are joined in our number three seat by one of my favorite Twitter friends now We've actually never met, but I know like in the heyday of when we all kind of started really like getting into like who's doing what on Twitter. I was really excited to follow this person because I feel like there is a lot of talk. They just do a really good job of talking about sex liberation in a way that's Mm. very much not judgmental. It's very open. It's very out there. And I just love Love, love, love to see it. You have seen them on Netflix's Pleasure Prince, uh, Principles of Pleasure and HBO's Sex Diaries. But I know them as a free and liberated woman giving us the right to celebrate our hotels. Give it up for yes. educator, producer, and dildo slinger. Her words, not mine. The one and only <laughs> Dirty Lola. How are you, baby? I'm good. How are you? Now we I can are- let the laughter out. <laughs> We are here. I know. I know. Always the intro is always hard because people are like, I was trying not to talk or laugh. And I'm like, I get it. We got to intro you. But yes, thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. This is yeah. so great. Yeah. yeah. Yes, go on, Nessa. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into, as you all know, this is our still here moment where we give an ode to Tisha Campbell for all of the amazingness that she gave us with her song, Still Here. And we're going to kick off our show like we usually do, but we're going to talk a little bit about this notion of love. And obviously having you here, we're going to get into it. I know that Valentine's Day has come and gone. Many of you have probably taken back the gifts that you got because you didn't want them in the first place. But I wanted to 
ask you, <laughs> ask the both of you, you know, we talk a lot about advice and things that we've learned on this show. But one of the things that I initially this week, and we're going to be talking about a lot. So for folks who might be triggered, I know some of y'all are probably in the mind of like, I don't fuck with love like that. I ain't trying to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know a lot of this episodes are going to be talking about love and relationships because we couldn't have you here, Lola, and not do that. But with that being said, the question (laughs) that I wanted to ask the both of you is what is the best advice that you have gotten or received about queer love? And the reason why I ask that is because I know that later in the show, we're going to be talking about queer dating. And I know that so much of what we've taken in about queer dating, specifically thinking about us as queer people comes from like a very straight way of thinking about mm-hmm. love and relationships and so i wanted to ask you all kind of like what is your take on like queer love because i feel like there are a lot of folks who are queer that are listening to this show that might either be like in their early dating stages or they might be kind of out there you know on the on the apps doing the thing and <laughs> and wanting to you know basically kind of incorporate these different things and so i know for me the thing i learned and i i want to make sure that i make a, a notation that it's not so much advice but i i thought about slash i have worked through with my therapist this thought of reminding myself that in my relationship my partner mm-hmm. came into the relationship with the same fucked up ideals of love that I have, right? Really thinking about how they're outlined in heteronormativity, right? So not it, it not just being me who has a fucked up faction of how how love looks, but the idea that a lot of queer people take that on. And and again, we're gonna talk more about mm-hmm. this, but I needed to give him grace to grow, change, and also understand what it means to redefine love for both of us as queer people over time. And I think that that's a beautiful phase that I'm in right now because I'm even really starting to, and I'm not going to go on air and say that I'm fully thinking about it, right? But this notion of what does it mean to be queer? What does it mean to be pansexual? What does it mean to even be, you know, Mm. quote unquote gay in this day and age, right? There are all of these different things that I'm constantly thinking about. And so as I'm learning so much about myself, I think that there's so much that I, I, I want to bring into the conversation around queer love. And so Lola, I wanted to start with you first. What are, what are some, what is something you thought about? And then Joho will throw it to you if that's okay. Um, I think for me, it's that, and a thing that I had to learn, I don't think it was ever somebody gave me this one piece of advice, but it's like bits I've picked up over my time, mm-hmm. which has been a long time, um, that it's fluid that it, there's no real script to it. Like the script that we are given is very heteronormative and it fits one way. And when you try to fit that into queer love, it doesn't always work because yeah. sometimes yeah. nobody's the man, you know, like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people right. always try to get you to pick a role and it's like, well, right. that's the whole point of not, not being in that is that mm-hmm. we don't have to, and that it's fluid and it changes and really it comes down to like, how you want to build it. And yeah. I think that's something that queer folks have, you have to kind of piece it together for yourself mm-hmm. because so much is given to us in one box and then we're just trying to make it fit. And it's like, it's not. And I think that's why a lot of stuff ends up a mess. Uh, but when you start learning, it's fluid and, and you don't have to go by the same script um, that monogamous heteronormative people go by. It opens everything up. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love the idea of 
let's mm. open it up and and rethink right I, I love that there are a lot of folks i've been calling it like and i've been calling this for years but this notion of relearning right we're all having to relearn so much what about you joho what's what's on your mind Whew. well i mean so i mean at, at some point we should we should do another episode that gets into what our fucked up ideas of heteronormativity have been because i'd be so curious to hear I mean about 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 Arshan, but also I mean Doctor does say Doctor Lola, but I mean Doctor Lola. You know, I'm just saying Doctor Lola because you out here you out here be, be out here being a whole teaching expert. the children, um, honey. Okay, yes, God. You know, I, I'd be so curious hearing about that too. But I guess I could say like I don't know, like the thought with 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 queer love. Like I think you know I don't know I I, I think I I I haven't been in a relationship before and haven't engage in much in much sexually and that's not their lack of trying for sure mm-hmm. um but i think what i i think i have i've had to work through like i mean as a fat person how people see my body and how i see my body and where hey, the disconnect man. is because before i used to i used to think that it was because i think it's because of my body that's why people weren't attracted to me and now I, and, I mean, and to some extent, I think like I used to, I used to like blame myself for that. Like it's my fault that they can't see my beauty. And now, and now I'm like, oh no, 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 it's actually about like their own ideals of body and how they feel about their, how they feel about their body and my body. But, has not, but like how I think my body is much different and much more beautiful and expansive and like and like has a and using was a sense of sense of belonging that I think other folks haven't had. I think when you know being someone who's attracted to. To, to other men like I'm seeing in real time how many folks don't fuck with my body and how yeah. that's really on that's really on them like it's, it has nothing to do with me it's how it's all to do with how they see bodies and stuff and so I, mm-hmm. I think that's been like a hard thing when it comes to like limb quest, like love, love advice like it honestly differs so much because people be like love is messy then some be like love is easy then some people, some people be like love is love and I'm like okay is it messy <laughs> is it easy or is it love like I don't know bitch can you give me an answer just though give me, <laughs> just give me the reason I just right. I, I, right, I need to know right, what, what right. it is because I'm hearing different things, you know, and, and I and I think it's also like I I also there are very few models and frameworks of like beautiful and mm. authentic and whole like in wholesome queer love, even mm-hmm. even for people that I know. I you know, I can count on maybe one hand the friends I have that are in, that are in, like loving like loving queer monogamous monogamous relationships, and maybe on one other hand, you know. Uh, ethical non monogamous or poly p- polyamoric queer relationships, but like there aren't mm. that many that I've seen myself, and so I mean, that, that, to answer your question more directly, I feel like I have nothing to offer, but so much to learn from y'all, so much to learn from y'all. Yeah. Well, I even think so. Thank you for for saying that, Joho, because I think um, there is this thing where folks feel like they have to have all the answers when it comes to like dating and love, and I think. That's really what I wanted to kind of dive into with this week's episode, especially yeah. with having you here, Lola, is really giving mm-hmm. folks kind of this autonomy and this space to be able to kind of even write into us or write into you or whatever the case may be to be able to ask their questions and kind of get to a place. So with that being said, um, we will have to pay some bills. But when we get back, we are going to talk more with our guests about queer love and really this idea of like, how do we figure out this kind of what you frame to be Joho as a Rubik's Cube when we yeah, get back more on, in a yeah. second. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. All right, y'all. So I know that y'all might be like, queer love? <laughs> what in the fuck does that mean? <laughs> queer love. But, <laughs> I'm looking for a queer love. Well, yes, I'm Someone looking for a queer love. <laughs> Someone to set Reggie my heart that free. Remix. Yes, God, Nessa. <laughs> but I thought it would be amazing to hop into a conversation with you, Dirty Lola, about it because not only are you what I like to refer to as a sexpert, but you also identify with the community, and I am sure you spend a lot of time talking about and navigating the harm that heteronorm the harm that heteronormativity, oh Lord, I can't talk, has on queer relationships. And so before we get into kind of the deep conversations per se, mm -hmm. I wanted to know what made you want to be a sexpert and really bring in this queer lens, and how has your identity played a role in how you like see your work and do your work? Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I, I didn't know this was a job mm -hmm. that way. I mm -hmm. didn't know this mm -hmm. was a thing. And I kind of slid into this talking about sex, just sharing my own experiences and yeah. realizing and sharing what I, what just was like cathartic for me to talk about what was happening in my life um, as I was starting this going into this career but also before that just talking about my relationship changes and yeah. um my new identities as they were coming up for me uh and how many people were like oh you or you have a body like mine or i'm i'm also queer and you're going through this and oh we're the same age and you're doing all these things and you're being very open about it and i and i figured out really quickly people tend to 
learn and the way I like to teach is by sharing experience because people tend to the 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 alarm bell goes off. You know, mm-hmm. when you hear mm-hmm. something that you identify with, yeah. it it makes it easier for you to like piece it together and and pull pull in pull in the information. And so that was kind of where that came from with being more open about sharing my identities and like my struggles mm. um and what I was going through and I mean when you do anything with sex ed queer like lgbtq is right there it's not a separate thing it Mm -hmm. is deeply a part of the work we do because whether you're talking about safer sex safer sex is always front lines lgbtq community as a queer Mm -hmm. teen we were being thrown condoms i i knew how to use a dental dam at 15 because you're immediately seen as promiscuous if you're yep. queer. Yep. I didn't have sex until I was 18 years old, but at 15, 16, 17, they were like, here, take condoms because they just assume you're a queer kid, you're out there doing something, you're going to get AIDS. Mm. Like, and you know, so I we had access to stuff our peers didn't because they weren't messing with the straight kids. And I was going to sex parties in high school where the had straight kids and queer kids, but mostly straight kids. Mm. And the straight kids, we were the ones bringing the stuff. Like, do y'all need something, y'all? Because yeah, something, yeah, girl, you go catch something, right? Okay. Like, right, come on, because right. we were being given that information. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as an adult, yeah, even though I ended up in a you know married, uh, hetero relation facing relationship, still very queer and struggling with that. Like, mm-hmm. I always identify with bi, but like the moment you marry a man, if you're a cis woman. Everybody's like, well, you're not gay anymore. And I'm like, it does not work like that. <laughs> uh, right, right. It. It's um, still a spectrum, sis. Yeah. It's still, it's still a spectrum. So all mm. bringing all of that into my work and talking about it, because it's important. Um, and it's important, one, for I feel like queer folks to not feel like you're not – you're not automatically promiscuous. You're not bad. Uh, Mm. This is information everybody should be getting. I try to reframe it that maybe we're lucky. Maybe we're lucky that we kind of get on the front lines of things. Mm -hmm. um, And that because it's like, oh, you think about me? Thank you. Okay, you're thinking (laughs) about me first. I love it. Um, and, (laughs) And I try to like let people know, you know, it's important to share this information with our non-queer counterparts because they don't know anything. Like I'm always talking about being on pep and prep. And as Mm -hmm. a cis woman, the way people freak out, the way men freak out when I'm like, oh yeah, just so you know, like I have an added layer of protection and I've had men go, oh no. What do you mean? Oh no. Oh, well that means that you, you sleep with men who sleep with men. I'm like, sometimes, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm sleeping with both of them together at the same time. But this is the extra layer and they freak out and it's like, I have to do education even in my sex life. So it's like this mm. thing that I fell into, but I love doing mm. it. It just comes natural. I love, I mean, I just love the spectrum of sex ed and that it covers not just safer sex and not just the like fun, sexy bits, but also like body acceptance and consent and love for ourselves in different relationship styles and even like familial com- uh, communication and connection. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff people don't get is like they hear the word sex and it turns off listening for them, for mm-hmm. some folks. But mm-hmm. sex is our lives. Like we're here because of it, but it also covers so many things that aren't necessarily sexual. Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes you God. know, that's such a, that's such a great point because mm-hmm. like, 
the, I always find it very funny how much taboo there is around sex when it is, to your point, in, literally ingra- in, integrated into our, in every step of our lives. Like, and people know, sell it, too. I was, yeah. was going to say, like, we don't talk about sex, but sex sells. Like, like we don't talk right. about it, but we know that it sells. We don't, we don't talk about it, but we know what we, we know what we see on TV. We don't, we don't talk about it, but we know that we, we, know that we have to have sex for, like, for, like, procre- like people, not we have to have sex, but people have sex for procreation. Like, it's literally a part of everything that we do. So, like, how how can we not talk about that? And I, I just I just want to hark back uh, to a moment where you said, like, when people being queer, people think you're promiscuous. I, just, I laughed at that because that's when I have found – Several of my like of like my friends' parents growing up, or even the friends I have now, like their families, their families who love me so much as as a friend in person, but are always asking my friends like, "What's children's like homosexual lifestyle?" And I'm like, and and I I could not catch Dick if I tried. Like I and I am trying. I have I'm setting up nets. I'm setting up all these. Like I can't catch a Dick. So like I wish I had the I wish I had the homosexual lifestyle that everyone thinks I be having, but I don't. And it makes me laugh because I because it's true. Like I don't I've not happened on condoms since I was 15 because I was given any, any pride. You're given all the condoms to put things mm-hmm. on, but like yep, I never ha- I've never had to use it <laughs> yet. But like mm-hmm. I, you know, I know how to do these things, so I really appreciate you naming that because it's so true. And I, and I, I love the reframing of like maybe maybe there's a possible possible privilege in that of like, well, it sucks that people think that we are just out here being promiscuous people. And if we are, that's our business. Like that is okay too. Yep. Um. But yep. but like like but like like it's also a privilege to know like to have access to education resources so we can shift with other people. Like, I really appreciate you making that point. And mm-hmm. I also want to hone on hone in on how. You were saying that is a, there's a lot about there's a lot of body acceptance in sex ed work and in sexuality work, and I was really curious because obviously the show is BFF Black Fat Fam, and you know, and how many times have you talked to talk to a sex expert who's who, who's who's also who's also plus size as well that can talk about sex as a fat person because yeah. that's something I think you know again as I said earlier like I think people don't always see my body as like a sexual body, even though I feel like a sexual person sometimes, mm-hmm. like I don't think people see it, see it, see it as such. And so I'd love to know how you tapped into your expansive, your expansiveness um, and with your, with your, with your sexuality and your body and maybe mm-hmm. how BFFs who listen to this can feel in tune with their sexuality and sensuality. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I think part of it was, this is bad. So don't, this is, <laughs> But I think at an early age, like, mm. I always looked older than I was. So mm. I was getting that male gaze mm. when I was younger. Even mm. though I was in a bigger body, boys in school were like, oh, you know. Mm. But grown men were like, oh. And even though that is not wanted and we don't want that, I think that made me aware of, like, oh, they might not like this. They're just not ready for the, like what mm. you, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Yeah, okay. Beyonce is prophetic. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a point where I learned <laughs> there's going to be different ways people see you, and mm. that even though maybe the people that are like right in your sphere don't see you a certain way because of whatever they're being fed. You know, mm-hmm. like high school, we're being fed all these images and what is hot, and especially in the 90s, Lord, you know, what's, what was supposed to look good, all those things. But I think having that little bit of like, okay, you don't like me, but I know these people be eyeing me, 
was a, was helpful. And I think I've I've always had this thing that I sh- I fake it till I make it with a lot of things, and that came with my body too. Because I mm. I've never been a person that I I might be struggling. I might leave the house and not feel a hundred percent. But when I am outside, you're gonna think that I'm a hundred and five percent. Like I'm gonna be over. Mm. I'm gonna be extra. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not you know feel amazing every day, but it's going to look like I do. It, for, I'm going to radiate that because it's just something that I needed to do. I never wanted to be out. And I think when I was a younger kid, I did kind of like hide and and not, you know, try to like not be that. And as I got older, I realized like, one, I'm a Leo and this is just not going to work trying to build that. Come on, Leo. You know, I can't do it. So, yeah. and then, but two, it was like the, the shine was almost like my armor, right? Mm-hmm. So the more I could be, outwardly confident it helped when somebody said something or when I didn't get picked and I mean and that still happens now you know even as an adult you go to the sex party and everybody around you is fucking and you're sitting there with your little drinky drink just watching and you know so you're just like okay this isn't the night um but you Mm -hmm. still have to I I still show up and I'm like I'm still gonna do this because it's something Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing and Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna let this stop me because somebody finds me attractive somewhere mm-hmm. and i know i'm sexy because there's been numerous somebodies that have found this attractive and explained to me why they find it attractive which has helped me see myself so i think that's taking a book mm-hmm. a page out of the book of like the people that care about you i do ask what what is it about me you know like mm-hmm. and be honest so men who have been attracted to me what do you like about my body mm-hmm. I, and and tell me be honest with me like don't just be like oh your spirit i don't want to hear about my fucking spirit tell me <laughs> tell me about you know about the things that you love so i can kind of go oh and you know having somebody talk about my breast or that my skin is really soft or that they just love the way they can squeeze me and i'm like oh i never thought about that right and like so the stuff that we hate right like if you Mm -hmm. hate feeling squishy but somebody likes to squish you Mm -hmm. who am i to say that's a bad you know i'm like hey i've been being mean to my body when this is just like an attribute that brings somebody joy mm-hmm. and I really like being touched that way. So when I get touched that way, it brings me joy. And if mm-hmm. it brings me joy, how can I be mad at it? You know, and that doesn't mean every day I walk out the door feeling completely great. I mean, out today I told my friends, I was like, you know, I bet my period's coming because I am having really hard body struggles. And guess what arrived today? My period mm-hmm. just knocked on. I was like, there you she go, girl. Like, hey, I know what I'm having to work Right. But that, and I'm like, oh, I knew it was coming because I was really feeling like in the dark downs of like, oh, and then I was like, oh, and knowing my, I was like, oh, okay, we're fine. Yeah. (laughs) We're back. We're back to it. So I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of, I've, I've never wanted my body to hold me back. I, as you can see, like if you go on HBO, I am naked. That that is not a summer body. That is not a whatever somebody is calling a summer body. Uh, I did air quotes for y'all who can't yeah, see okay, it. That yeah. is not like you I know. Wanna, good, good. Because I was maybe it's summer. It's your body. It's a summer body. For Thank show, you. Exactly. So. It's hello, not the hello. societal standard of what they're calling summer body. It's yeah, right. We outside is hot. It's a summer body. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the body that people would think you need to be on TV. Right. And I've just been like, you know what? It, it's my body. It's you're get you're gonna get it. This is this is what it is. And 
one day I'll look back at that and I'll and I'll be like, oh, my body looked nice. And I've had those moments. You know, I look back. I remember in high school thinking that I was the biggest thing in the world. Like body wise, I was like felt so fat. That is the smallest I've ever been in my whole life was right. high school. And, right. you know, Girl, I look back and I'm so like, I had, I had a chin. I had <laughs> one chin. I had, listen, the angles. Mm-hmm. But, I could shop. You know, I could shop in store. I didn't have to go right? online. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, moment. remember those days? Yes. Yeah. But that mm-hmm. is, I think, so knowing that, when I look back and I'm like, I remember how bad I felt about myself. And look at me. Mm-hmm. I can't keep feeling that bad. Because I'm always going to look back and go, look at what you wasted being sad and mad about yourself. So that helped me stop doing that, Mm -hmm. too. It it was like I remembered how much, how down and how mean I was to myself when I was younger. And just the things I was doing to my body to try Mm -hmm. to be thin and try to fit in that box. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that to myself ever again. And that helps me a lot, too. Because I'm like, you know, I'm... Am I happy? I'm at the happiest I've ever been. I, yeah. I probably have more, you know, I'm like men in my life that I, people, not just people, I don't say people, cause, <laughs> but whoever's coming to that, <laughs> okay. we don't know who's going to arrive. Right. But, right. you know, right. like, those are all things that I kind of sit down. You have to kind of group yeah. up all your stuff. Because it's hard that. to, yeah, yeah, it's harder for us to just go, oh, yeah, I love it. And like, sometimes you got to go, yeah. what do I have over here? Mm-hmm. Okay. This this is this because when you don't have a lot of self-love i think you have to go okay my partner partners mm-hmm. have a lot of love that's an, i can put that in my box until yeah. i can get more of it mm-hmm. oh there's this i'm really happy with that i'm gonna put that in this box because i need mm-hmm. it right now yeah you have to do that and hold it kind of all together and mm-hmm. it just it starts building up because mm-hmm. at 40 almost 42 i when somebody says I'm fat. I'm like, oh, you noticed. You know, it doesn't, and it doesn't even hurt anymore. Right, right. Thank you for telling me something I already knew. I appreciate the sentiments. Look at you. You can see. You you (laughs) got good vision, 2020 girl. Okay. Yes. I, you know, I, I really appreciate you saying that because I think that so many people, especially, you know, I had a moment today where someone came up to me and they said, thank you for all of the work that you're doing for, you know, basically for fat people. And I said, you know, I, 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 and we kind of got into a quick moment but i think a lot of people don't sometimes they see the outwardness that we are uh as black fat you know femmes mm-hmm. queer people whatever and people think that we just arrived here like we came about the soil saying i love me and i think you and what you just shared you really speak to this notion of the ebbs and flows of being a, a, a mm. just honestly being a big person we don't always see ourselves as beautiful we don't always see ourselves in the most you know flattering you know space because we are literally navigating a world that's constantly telling us that we and i've said this in so many different iterations right we are so publicly seen but we're so invisible to so many people and i think that that's something that i i've really been having to navigate a lot in just my own mind um you Mm -hmm. know as i've been doing not only this show but a lot of the work that i continue to do in different spaces and so i really appreciate you telling people like it is okay for you to go through the process of loving yourself and figuring out how you Mm. love yourself and how to keep doing that work. I did have a question though. So like, as we've been talking, I've been hearing a lot about all the different notions that we get about ourselves and, and, and dating and yada, 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 all of that. Right. And um, I, I, I had made a note 
of wanting to talk through all of the ways that society, specifically media, perpetuates basically sexuality from the lens of being queer. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you, you know, and I thought I would be remiss to not ask you this or engage in this, specifically around media and the ways we talk about sexuality, um, I think one of the things that I've noticed a lot, both in the connections of just my day-to-day and media, is that so many people demonize queer people in the ways that we practice our sexuality, right? And whether that be through polyamory, whether that be, you know, I, I, I choose to stay single so I can have a lot of partners or I choose to stay single because I don't want to be involved with anyone, right? There are all of these different things that society tries to put on to queer people because mm-hmm. they quote unquote don't agree or they don't see it. And so I wanted to know, you know, knowing that a lot of this is rooted in religious oppression, how did you... Or how do you continue to work through these conversations with your partner and, and, and also fight that urge to quote unquote conform out mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean? Out of necessity or out of feeling like you, you want to keep you and your partner safe, if that makes sense. Right. I did for a very long time conform. So I mm. was just out being a hoe uh, until like my very early 20s but then I met my now ex-husband when I was 19 and we were friends and we started dating when I was like 20 we got and then that was it like yeah he ended up being my person and Mm -hmm. that and that came from multiple places uh not living in safe housing and i and i i always tell him because he hears me he's like did you only love me for because i had a home and i'm like no um but it didn't hurt but it didn't hurt yes yes yes, yes. but it was also it was like he was the first time i felt safety because Mm. i got kicked out of the house very young i was on my own already paying bills and paying rent at like 18 you know like so i was living that adult life yeah uh very very young and you in the 90s didn't have a credit card didn't have credit you know you can't do a lot with a lot of a lot of those things um didn't get to go to college and was then on my own so that even stunted it further It, it was all of this stuff and then i met this person who really made me light up and i think the further part of the attraction was he was a safe person was that he was uh you know had a steady space and that he wanted me and and folded me in and so for a long time even though i still was heavily attracted to women like i was in this very loving relationship with a man and so i was conforming and then i remember i had a full-on breakdown because i realized like this is not who i'm supposed to be like, I'm not supposed to be some man's wife. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is not the life I wanted to live as just a heteronormative couple. Um, it just never was. And I you knew that. You said not I little never... house in a prairie. You said, I'm not doing no, little house not, on a prairie. Not for me. <laughs> no. And I, you know, when I, I, I try, Laura I think I tried. Wilder. Mm-hmm. Not, we not Martha. Not, we not. <laughs> we and no, and though I loved it, like I did like aspects of it I was super unhappy and that was when Mm -hmm. I started exploring things and and talking to him about opening up because I I was like listen I like other people besides men besides people with penises so I how do I get access to that again and Mm. talking about polyamory was part of opening that up and that was a journey in itself but the Mm. so 
that was how I kind of came out of conforming, but also just realizing that I don't, I don't think it was a conscious thought of like, oh, I'm just doing this because society, but very much so, I think for the longest time, there was this part of me that didn't feel right because I didn't want that. I didn't want to get married. I never was somebody who thought about it, fantasized about getting married. I would tell all my friends, I want to live in a house and I want to have a boyfriend and a girlfriend and I just want us to live together. And that was my happy ending that I wanted, that I thought, you know, I was like, that's what I want to go for. Never in my life did I think I wanted to be in Millbase in Brooklyn with a husband, mm-hmm. with a whole husband and just a husband, <laughs> just one. No, no. Uh, uh, me. And so I, I, I realized though that that voice of saying, "Oh, you're wrong," or or something's missing, kind of went away for a little bit when I mm-hmm. did conform. And then it was like, no, no, that wasn't the right thing that was missing. And I and I've kind of fell into that trap that we all that not all, but a lot of people fell into, especially older folks. I'm so stupendously happy for the younger generations who are not at all. They're already they came out already just stepping over the trap. You know, Mm. these kids in high school now and college are leaps and bounds ahead of where we were um, back back in the day. But I don't think a lot of people thought they had a choice. And you see that with our gay elders. How many of our gay elders were like married for the longest time and didn't come out until their spouse died or like they finally told right, them. Until they were in their or 40s they, or 50s, yeah. Yeah, or mm-hmm. they just lived solo solitude lives Yeah, and, and didn't come out. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm lucky that I figured out that what I needed and how to get out of it and mm-hmm. stayed married. My husband, we opened up. And we were together for another, like, five, six years. I mean, all together, we spent 17 years together. Mm. And then he asked for a divorce. And honestly, I would have never done it, but it was the best gift he could have ever given me. And I tell yeah. him that all the time, that yeah. that wasn't the life I was meant for. And I'm grateful for the time I had with him, but it wasn't it. And I think being in that helped me see what mm. I wanted and mm. Then as I moved into being able to have queer relationships, I think for me, then it was just, I'm very protective of people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, especially doing, you know, doing what we do. I don't always talk about my people. I I don't show people's faces because Mm -hmm. people are crazy. Very Um, much that. Yes. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, my partners have my immediate partner. He, he's a sex therapist. Mm -hmm. He's the one I've been with the longest. His wife works with children. Like, these are things we need to keep keep them yeah. safe so people don't try to like barge in yeah and have their other, lives. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then i have other partners where i'm just like i don't want you to be affected in a bad way if yeah. that were to you just you just never know right um right. yeah but i think the conforming helped me realize how gay i was <laughs> <laughs> it I really live. did I live. there was no question there was no question at the end of this that mm. i was like no I need more than just a penis. Mm-hmm. This is not. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know what you're talking about? Well, like, like I, I would love to dive a bit more into the visibility because, like, right, right, right now, I think I, I have, I hadn't, like, I know about polyamory for quite some time, like, and like have known of people, but like no one close to me that mm-hmm. that has participated. participated participate in it and then um and then now i have several people who are close to me that are they are in 
E&M relationships or ethical mm-hmm. ethical non-monogamous relationships. And, and I mean, it's in like in like one of the friends I I, I went to an event with them, um, like a E&M event, event with them at this bar, and I was like, oh, there's like a lot of folks doing this, and it was and like I mean, this this group is so big that they that they that they have like a they have they they have a queer group and they have like a like a like a queer friendly but like non not, not queer intentional group, and yeah. each one's like. 200 people you know like 200 people wow. per so it's like it's quite some it's quite a lot of people so I'm, I'm i'm interested in your thoughts around this visibility because i because like i will say the thoughts of it bring up tension for me like i like i i am all i am all about like love that journey for them but something <laughs> about it for me like I, I i i have tension with so i have two questions one one's more like pod the cut pod the focus and our listeners and one's just like one's really just for me. So the thought, the thought question is going to, is really, how do you think our culture, how do you think our culture and how we talk about, or like, what, what, what do you think of our culture when it comes to polyamory and ethical non-monogamy? How, how do we talk about it? Um, how, how can we get to a place where we talk about sex and relationships in this way in public spaces? My personal mm-hmm. question is, how do I get through my, how do you get, how do I get through my discomfort? Because like, it's <laughs> not you like, just showing up be like, I got questions for me, girl. Listen, I can't catch one dick, but if I can catch three heard, at the same time, look, let me know. Like, I know that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to answer your question first. And so yes. you don't, you don't have to, like, mm-hmm. I am a firm mm-hmm. believer in that mm-hmm. they are, monogamy is a viable relationship style. It's just been the default. And so people are trying mm-hmm. to break out of it or they're experimenting with being away from it. But and I'm not somebody who believes that you're not uh, evolved or you're not, you know, oh, you just don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. for everybody and nor do I want everybody doing it because if it's not for you, yeah. it makes it messy because it's mm. not going to feel good to, for you. It's not going to be something you enjoy. And I know many people who are in very good and happy and longstanding monogamous relationships because they apply a lot of the things to their relationships that I've learned from ethical non-monogamy and polyamory. So I think that there's things that monogamous people can learn about communication and apply and make it better and brighter and that you don't have to. You don't have to, like, be part of this group. It's just don't do it if it it doesn't call to you. And maybe one day it will, right? Mm -hmm. You just never Mm – I always tell people keep an open mind and an open heart. There might be something. Mm. And an open booty hole, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Y'all know what this show is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like you gotta throw it in there. But, yeah. and then, but I also think you you know that goes into the next part, the next question part of the question mm-hmm. is yeah. that there are so many parts of ethical monogamy. Like that's mm-hmm. a big umbrella. Polyamory is mm-hmm. under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swinging is under that umbrella. Monogamish, triads, closed triads, open triads, quads. Like there's so many ways. And then there's things that you don't even have to put a label to that people mm-hmm. do their own configuration. So mm-hmm. maybe there might be something under that umbrella that ends up calling to you that you just haven't seen yet, right? right. That you mm-hmm. haven't or that you get to make your own mm-hmm. uh from that right and i think i don't know how we i think not i think how we start talking about it is having better and broader representation in media because mm-hmm. 
that is how most things start to become part of our social fabric is when it becomes part of our pop culture, when mm. it becomes part of just not just a gag to get somebody to keep watching your show for a couple episodes, but like some real, uh, real like solid um, representation and not just like the messy poly couple. Cause for a while, it was always like some thin white couple that's a little bit fucking crazy that <laughs> is having yes. the most drama in their relationship yeah. and they got the light shined on them and everything, whether it was a New York Times article or something on TV. Mm-hmm. And it was always, they were always fighting in the street or something, fighting in the Olive Garden. We were talking about that. Stop! <laughs> Not at the Olive Garden. At the Olive Garden. Yeah, I got yeah. your shell, associate things with the problematic images yeah. so the more we get representation across the board where you're looking at all the different ways people can be in loving caring relationships it helps you wrap your head around it because mm-hmm. i think one of the things that i i don't I, for, when i say I don't understand it doesn't compute for me when people don't understand my life mm-hmm. and how they're like i don't know how you do it and i'm like i don't know we just do it like yeah. I've been my main partner who I've been with for six years. He's he's also queer. He's married. They have a wonderful queer preteen who I am enjoying being an extra parent to and getting to see them just blossom and be their amazing queer self and just like amazed at how much they know themselves. Yeah. And we have a flow and we get along really well. And I'm like, we're all family. And when I talk to people about it, they expect, they're like, oh, well, do you all have sex? And I'm like, no, we don't. I'm we, She and I are very good friends, and I spend just as much time with her as I spend Oh, no, him. no. Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, we're, we don't have a sexual attraction, but I, I love her mm-hmm. deeply. She right. is someone I love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as part of my family, I would beat somebody's ass for her. So that means a lot, okay. you know? Right, like, right, okay. right, right. Okay. Like, who I gotta beat for you? Yeah. Um, that, that sometimes runs deeper. So that's yeah, right, okay. right. Yes. And people just not understanding. And I'm like, why don't you understand that people can have capacity to mm. love mm. lots of people? Like, I have mm. a love for my partner. I love his partner. I love their child. I love. I have other lovers who I love in different varying ways Mm -hmm, and mm. i have you know we all we all love people in our lives in so many different ways we may not want to you know admit that but i think that's part of it people don't want to admit that they like one child more than the other or that they like one sister or brother more than the other or listen because that's how heart because our hearts are tied to our minds and Mm. and there's what while deep down you might fight throw hands for everybody you know you might have an affinity more of an affinity for other Mm. folks over other folks Mm -hmm. for reasons Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. and it works the same way in romantic love and sexual love and i Mm. think the more we talk about it and bring in things like you know people on the ace spectrum can Mm. be polyamorous Mm. because asexuality doesn't mean that you're not into romance or that you're not into connecting Mm. And for mm-hmm. some people on the A spectrum, it doesn't even mean no sex. It just means they don't operate 
the way we everyone else does around sex. They aren't it sex means, motivated mm. in that way. Right. They're not mm -hmm. sex motivated, but it doesn't mean no sex for some folks. And some folks, it means mm. no sex, but it doesn't mean that they don't want to be in relationships with people. And mm. Mm -hmm. I think the more we talk about it, I think, you know, my hope is one day this, the more we work on getting sex ed in schools, this would be a chapter, you know, like this needs yeah. to be a chapter on relationship really styles does. where we talked yeah. about, mm. hey kids, you have choices. This is monogamy. Mm -hmm. This is what this looks like. This is what this looks like because we didn't get that. Mm -hmm. and we have all been millennials I think have been just the prime example of like when people start listening to the voices in their head that are telling them they're not right because I think our parents and our grandparents just did what they had to do for the duty right, right and I right. think we were the generation to be like I'm not gonna be married for 50 years and unhappy not to death no nope. it's not happening nope. not happening Amen. and so though we may have had struggles and a lot of us are still struggling. I think mm -hmm. we we were the beginning of that, like, breaking free. And mm -hmm. so the more we we keep making media and doing things like we're doing right now, I think it helps. And it normalizes it because, like, mm -hmm. you, you've been saying this so much that you haven't seen it. And, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, I see it everywhere. But that's also because right. I... Because of the world you move in. in. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I see it, you know, and I'm always teaching in it or talking in it or going mm -hmm. to events and things and, or I'm on dating apps. And so that's what I'm looking for on the app. So everybody mm -hmm. pops up in my feed that has like, I'm polyamorous or whatever. I'm mm -hmm. also mad at everybody who says they're polyamorous, but they just mean they're dating. <laughs> I have beef. Like, girls, that, but... you, you, words you mean like, things. And we've said that before, do. too. Words not, mean things. Yeah. Like, yeah. People stop mm -hmm. dating. You know, like, nobody believes people think mm. of dating as a, a serious thing, but dating used to be, I'm just honing around, and then until you tell me you want to be with me and only me. Right. So that mm -hmm. was dating. You would yeah. date. Remember Kathy, the yeah. the comic strip Kathy? Yes, Kathy yes. had a different man every night. <laughs> she was going on a date with John. Remember John? And then yes, Timothy I remember and John, this person yes. and that person. But Ooh, then John was like a sweet. He would never commit and never yes. say he wanted to be with her. So mm -hmm. she's like, well, Max is going to be going out. I'm going out with Max tomorrow. Yes, Kathy was busy. And then down busy. the line. Yes, right. yes, but that Kathy was, was busy. That Kathy's was dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She was so dating. Yeah. Now today, people are like, oh, Kathy's probably no, she's not. She's just no. dating. Kathy mm. is trying to figure out what's good for her. I respect. Right, she's yeah. dating until she finds the one. If yeah. you are dating until you find the one, that's not polyamorous. Mm, polyamorous. Girl, we don't have to bring you back to talk about that. The many. Yeah, Listen. we got to talk. We got to bring you back yeah. to talk about that. <laughs> wow. Do Thank it. you. We'll do it. Lola, thank you so much. That was ah, uh, th 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 thank you for addressing both of those so beautifully, so wonderfully. I mean, everything you shared so far has been has been so amazing, so incredible, and like honestly, this is already becoming one of my favorite episodes for sure because this is yeah. one that I love talking about with my friends, but have not. I don't think we've done we've done it like this on the show, so this is amazing. So thank you, love, for talking about for talking about sex, baby. For talking <laughs> about y'all and me. And on that note, it's time to take a break for our next seggy. That's gonna be a segment. That's right. We'll be back in just a moment with how you healing. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And family are back with our next segment, How You Healing. And keeping with the theme of the episode, we're going to talk about healing from the racial trauma that comes with dating. Mm-hmm. Now, particularly as black folks, dating might feel different to us. Hear different, hear di- as uh, Tadala San says. Uh, for example, I've been rewatching Insecure while being sick because why not? It's also a bomb ass show that is right, just, right. Oh, so, so good. And there's so many messages about dating within the black community, which is so beautiful. Like the show mm-hmm. is such a black show. So, like, it's, it's beautiful seeing black love in this way. And, and, and I, I, I even, you know, I even think Pose has some beautiful me- messages about queer black dating as well, specifically, Thinking about supporting someone through tough times or drug usage or addiction or or, or even even sexual health scares, HIV and being being HIV positive. So I'd love to ask y'all, how have you navigated like the racial trauma of dating and possibly mm. and having how have you navigated healing from it? <laughs> Lola, your eyes got real big. The the way Lola's eyes rolled out of their sockets and then picked them up off the floor. <laughs> oh God! Oh, but no, your face said everything. Mm-hmm. It's so, a mess. Yeah, Lola yeah. has to. You That's first. really you the only. It's out. Well, Joho, you say it that way too a lot. You're like it's a mess, but yes, D- I feel okay. you, Lola. <laughs> it's a mess. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. I mean. Well, where do I start? So I do have the, you know, I always joke, but I'm like, I have that, I date white boys disease and, you know, I, it just happens. And um, <laughs> bringing back the ex, but one of the things that was mm-hmm. something I think I, not ignored, I don't think I pressed hard enough back in the day on it was like 
his ease to kind of take my light skinnedness to not see me as black. And back in the day, I had straight mm. hair. Like mm. I, have, I was still on that white crack, that perm crack. I was like, oh, the creamy crack got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I had long. My husband met me when hair. I was on the creamy crack too. So yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I hadn't, and you know, uh, code switching with the best of them. Um, right, right, mm. and. Not that I didn't lie, but I don't think he assumed I was black. Well, a lot of people in New York think I'm some kind of Latina. They, they mm-hmm. don't automatically assume I'm black. It's a Puerto thing. Rican. Yeah. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. But in the like, South, everybody knows you're black. It's not yeah, a thing. So I was right. very surprising because I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. And that was a thing that throughout our relationship was always this thread that mm-hmm. like I would look at him like do you forget who you're with or girl right have you mm-hmm. forgotten or you know my siblings I have two dark skinned siblings and I remember his family meeting them for the first time and his dad looked at me and goes you're black <laughs> right yes. right and he Clearly. you yes. know I, he was it was very a surprise and he was always lovely to my siblings they were never they were not, I won't say never. Some people in the family were not great with me. Some people were. Mm-hmm. It was always a mixed bag. It's always going to be it, that mixed bag, yeah. Right. Yeah. And even but even when people are great, white people are great, there's the microaggressions. Or Still there's there. the things. Mm-hmm. And, they, and the things that they don't think about. Or that they just easily, especially when you're light, they think they can say stuff around you. And you're just like, I am here. Yeah. Wow. What are you Ooh. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the final straws, I think was after I had shaved my head and gone natural. And I think that was, that was as per my husband, part of his final straw of falling out of love with me was that he did not like my new hair, my new hair. And I was like, you mean the hair I was born with? Right. Wow. Okay. That was one of the most hurtful things I had ever been told Mm. because I, I felt beautiful. Like I had finally shaved my head. I was starting to lose my hair because of, all the chemicals and things and yeah, I have yeah, been that's real. thinking of it. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. I, the first time going to the beach and like, I'm going to get in the ocean and not care. Right. Why do you think I'm my hair is natural? So I can listen. do what I want. I can sweat and I have to worry about. Right. right. Yes, nothing, girl. Nothing. Yeah. This morning woke up and I was like, I'm good. Let's I'm go. Going, yeah. Let me just go on about my day. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. so yeah. I was like really, as I was really coming into feeling blacker, stronger in that, Mm-hmm. sinking more into my identity finding like getting rid of all that stuff shrugging off those those shackles mm. he was not happy with it and I was like mm. oh it's because I I'm you can't I can't be ambiguous anymore you don't get to pretend mm. if you you know that I'm not and I think that that was something that really kind of rocked me and then when I started yeah. dating um because, you know, being open and, you know, we were open and I was dating, the amount of bullshit, the amount of people, like men who like to tell you that you're the first, men, women, people, I'm going to say people, the yeah, number of white people who yeah. like to say you're the first black person they've dated. Because I'm not going to say it was just me because I've had. Like it's a roller coaster, right, girl? This is my first right. time at Disneyland. Like, girl, if you right. don't get out of here. Yeah. Or say things like, oh, I've never met a black person as light as you. And I'm like, with slavery? You have not? Right, like, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, so it's, it is, it is, it is the a vast mm, mm-hmm. 
it's not even a microcosm. It is vast. The the trauma that you go through in being one, just being a black person on a dating app, because there's not a lot of us. You will Mm. scroll sometimes unless you are on a specific black folks dating app. There, there's a decent amount of people on like some of them, but you sometimes you just yeah, swipe kind of in, with it, and yeah. then yeah. there's the people that think they can talk to you all kinds of ways, you, ask you inappropriate questions. Oh yes, mm-hmm. or fet- just the fetishization. Yeah. The oh, do you have a big ass? Do mm-hmm. you have oh, I like your big lips? Like things that you're like, mm-hmm. this is racist. I don't yeah. care if you think it's a compliment. I love chocolate milk, girl. If you don't get the Ooh. fuck out of here, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's so much, and, mm-hmm. and 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 even when you think you you're like, oh, this person is acting right, and you go out on a date, and then like something happens, like you it's, hear their views on a out. on a thing, mm-hmm. like good lord, like had such a great conversation with somebody, and we started talking about Black Lives Matter, and I had to leave. You're like, I was like this is a check, please. <laughs> not, no, I didn't even say check. I went and found the waitress, and I was like, here, can you split off what I've already? Because I don't want I, him. I gotta something. go home. Yeah, I, I gotta, gotta go. Yeah, like, that's real. I overheard it. You, mm-hmm. like, you sure you don't want to make him pay for it? I was like, no, girl, just let me no, do what just I let me pay do. myself yeah. and go home. Yeah, I've been there. I thank you for sharing that because I've also been in that situation. I know. Um, I, I don't really want to go into it, but I'm I'm very grateful that my partner and I, and I don't spend a lot of time being like my par- my partner, my man, my man. Because again, I know it's real easy to do right when you feel like you've you know you found your person. But I will say mm-hmm. that my partner is white, and we have had these kind of you know the in the 13 years we've been together, we've navigated these things. But I will say that you know as as when I saw this question come up right in in the doc, um, I said you know this somewhere else. And I never thought that for me, like specifically as you're talking about it, because of all of the things that we navigate on the apps and we navigate in the world and we navigate and even being for me, like when I was in college, I was in a space with a lot of white folks. I was at a PWI. I never thought that I was ever going to be loved because I always felt like I was going to be loved with conditions, right? Mm. There are all these, I always felt like it's, and maybe other black queer folks feel this way, Mm. but there's so many conditions that kind of are put onto you when you start wanting to find where you know you can't be too fat you can't be too quote-unquote loud you can't be mm. too educated you can't be too smart you can't have too much money you get, there are all these things that start to come you know when you're dating and so i know for me it never felt like it was going to happen and i know for me a, a big part of this feeling of never being able to be loved started when i was in grad school um mm. i never thought of myself as lovable because hookup culture is strong in the ie too um and i say the ie and the inland empire people know that i live in southern live in southern california the the hookup culture is really big here and you don't really hear a lot about queer couples like you don't hear Mm. people in socal being like oh i know this gay couple that's been together for 13 14 15 years Mm. and if you do they've since moved on and transitioned to become our ancestors or we just Mm. don't really see them or talk to them out right and so i think for me you know i I will say for me i just kind of got used to being the quote-unquote ugly fat friend and Mm. never really thought that love was going to be what found me and then i met my partner and my partner has validated in so many different spaces who i am as a black fat femme person and i say that he validates the blackness first because there have been moments where i've seen him go up for my blackness before i did or i'll hear hear someone say something and he'll like caveat and say that's low-key racist we shouldn't be 
talking about that that way and i'm like okay i see you white boy like do what you gotta do right and so it it, it, in a way he has made me feel more lovable but like i i said i think what i hear you saying and into so many regards is that we have to go through shit to exist in this world and i think a lot of people forget that and so what i really want folks to kind of take away from this in particular segment is or even this entire episode right like not only are we fighting to find people who love us for who we are, but we're also fighting to have to love us the way that we are. And a lot mm-hmm. of that comes with a lot of healing, both from queer trauma and racial trauma and recognizing, and this is something I talked to my partner or partners for y'all who are poly, these are things you need to be talking to your partners about, is really this notion of, like I said at the top of the show, we all got baggage. We all got things that we're coming to our relationships with but I think a lot of folks expect these, we're, we're expecting perfection yeah. out of people. Mm. We're expecting people to show up in the ways that we're not showing up. And so I think for me in this in this conversation or in this episode, I really want folks to step back. And if you are dating or if you are in a relationship and you're expecting your partner to be perfect, really think about what they've gone through to either one, stay with you or to get to you and to find you. That mm-hmm. is the thing that I really hear you talking about, Lola, in this, in this. And I, I'm, I'm just so grateful. Like I said, we've had two great segments talking about love in a way that I don't necessarily feel like where people ever get to talk about love. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really, really cool. So like Joho said, this is obviously going to be one of my favorite episodes because of you know the fact that it is diverting to a different way but all right everybody well we've been talking a lot about love here and i know that this episode is full of it but now it's time for us to get to the segment that y'all love so we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back we're gonna get to our yes ma'ams and our no man pams for the week we'll be back in a moment trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. 
for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. All right, everybody. So we are getting ready to go ahead and go into our favorite segment. As y'all know, it's our yes, ma'am, and our no, ma'am, Pams. And I wanted to say quickly, I'm going to go ahead and sh- uh, like rattle mine off very quickly, and then we'll go ahead and get yours, Lola. We'll close with you, Joho. I know for me this week, my yes, ma'ams, I wanted to shout out. I know by the time you all hear this, so it's going to be about a week. It has been about two weeks by the time y'all hear this that uh, the folks over in Tennessee, they have been reinstated. I want to shout out specifically, not only just the folks in Tennessee who are doing the lobbying and really fighting to get, you know, gun reform happening. Because again, we all know that guns are the problem. People are problems, but guns are also the problem too. So I'm I'm shouting out the folks who are doing the work in in the political sphere to do this. But I also want to shout out the youth who, you know, skipped school, they skipped work, they did what they needed to do to basically say y'all need to put these two black men back where they need to be so to the two justins i just want folks to know what we stand behind you but also to the youth who are out there fighting mm-hmm. for the liberation and, and and making sure that black folks have voice in politics right i i really love mm-hmm. i'll say this too i'm just loving 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 seeing this generation and i say this generation there's a lot of things that concern me. There are things that I see and I go, Lord Jesus, is this going to be what it is for us as we get older? But then there are moments I see stuff like what happened down in Tennessee. I see the stuff that's happening in Florida with the kids marching, with the babies who marched in, in L.A. just recently around, you know, uh, around, you know, not banning drag. And I'm just like, OK, the work that I'm doing is starting to pay off because these kids mean business. And I'm just so happy for to see it. So. I say that um, I know man Pam this week. So I wanted to say a swift fuck you to anti-black black people. I'm not going to name yeah. names, Candace Owens. But what I will say is I, I there is a lot of it. I'm seeing a lot of it, um, whether it be on social media, whether it be in business. It's it, black people trying to tell black people how they need to show up. Uh, what is it? What do we call it? Gatekeeping. All of that. Anybody who is black and is spewing out anti-black rhetoric, um, there's a special place in hell for you. Mm. And you know hell is hot and, and, and you can't sweat <laughs> with your hair down there the way that it is. Okay. So that's something to be thinking about, right? To be thinking about what is going to be like for you to get down to hell um, and have to deal with that. But that's kind of all that I have this week. Um, what about you, guest? What What are your yes ma'ams and your no ma'am pams for this week? My yes, ma'am, is going to go to Erica Hart and Evelyn and Little East because... The baby. The baby. Yeah, the baby. Just once again, even in just living their Mm. life, uh, Erica and and, and Ebony are just being shining examples of queer love, queer black love. Yeah. Like, and all the talk we've been having about, you know, black maternal... um, you know, death and all the things and like hearing about what Erica went through and made mm. it through, thankfully, and, you know, East being in the NICU and all the things that they went through with that. And I hate that, you know, we always, and when I say we, I mean like black folks and queer folks have to always kind of be a lived example to make people yeah. Yeah. hear it. But if anybody has mm. to be seen and, and be an example, I'm glad it's the two of them um, yeah. because they are not pandering to anybody and you're going to show up Mm. thinking you're getting some cute baby pictures and you're going to learn some things and so (laughs) yes Yes. ma'am to that and their continued you know 
health and luck and watching Little East grow already just, mm-hmm. oh, my heart, my I heart. Love, I, I love, love a baby that's not mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes to that. Yes to that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I love you. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an auntie through and through this. Yeah. <laughs> we leave. Uh, or as my, my nieces and nephews think, they're like, ooh, I'm the fancy, bougie, uh, mm-hmm. rich auntie. And I'm like, I'm glad you're putting that out in the universe for me. Thank you, baby. Yeah, I speak into existence. <laughs> yes, I support yeah, that right? too. Yes. Speak it, speak it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if my no ma'am, Kansas, uh, and this horrible story oh, yeah. about the young black mm-hmm. man who was shot because he went to the wrong door yeah. and to yeah. pick up his siblings and the fact that I don't know how you shoot a child right. and don't at least go down to the station. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you shoot a child and you are not at least taken down to be spoken to. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. should be booked and you should be sitting waiting to be yeah. in front of a judge right now. But the fact that this man is still in his home mm-hmm. That he yes. somehow felt, mm-hmm. th- you felt threatening because somebody rang the doorbell, and yeah. and it, and the thing, it's like this was a a young boy who was you know sixteen, yeah. uh, honor student going to pick up his siblings, like yeah. not out here doing nothing. And I've been seeing people say, oh oh, well, how do you go to the wrong house? I was like, y'all are dumb and don't know Kansas and Missouri. Kansas right. City is one city. Mm-hmm. Uh, in two different states and yeah. so addresses repeat yeah. and so he mm-hmm. was at the wrong on the wrong side and literally when I say different states like I recently visited Kansas Kansas City and it's literally like you just driving and you suddenly in another state yeah yeah so, Kansas City Missouri and then you had Kansas Overland Park and they're literally like, it's like oh, right new, new oh, state who did you just go over a bridge not even you're just like Love oh that for us yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's right there so mm-hmm. just the world we live in that people can harm children because that is a child. He's not an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's not old enough to vote. He ain't old enough to, you know, he is a child mm-hmm. But you could harm a child and not be removed from your home swiftly and abruptly. Yeah. Um, or have the guilt to want to say yes. I did this harm and right. it was by accident and I want right. to make it right. But not only by accident, right. two shots and one to the head is not an accident. So yeah. like you mm-hmm. shot him when he was down. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The first shot, maybe you're old and trigger happy and didn't mm-hmm. mean it for it to go off. The second in the head, not yeah. so much. No, no. The you're headshot you should have been down in the police. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're hundred ten percent right. So fuck but, you to that. Fuck you to the police who haven't done anything. Fuck you to the prosecute, the DA who hasn't done anything. Fuck you, especially to that man who looks out his window and sees black people. And Kansas is not white. Like Kansas City is a very colorful like city. It's a very black city. It's not like it's you know. It's not like it's Utah where it might not mm. where you might be like oh even then you should get over it. The world is full of black people, but right. My heart is just broken that this family has to go through this because, yeah. and, 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 you know, people keep trying to say there is no racism or everything has to be about race. And I'm like, yes, it, it is does. because people keep making it that way. People keep, people making, keep making it, making that, it way. that way. The fact that like, this mm-hmm. is yet another thing I have to add to the list of things. I have to be afraid that right. my niece and nephew, nieces and nephews will have yep. to you know, endure, go mm-hmm. through, or that I've got to mm-hmm. worry that if they ever need help. They won't get it because right. right. That's a thought. It's a real yeah. thought. Yeah, it's a real mm. thought. What mm. about you, Joho? 
<sighs> Thank you. I'm gonna I'm taking a breath for that. Thank you so much, Lola. Yeah. yeah. Raising up. Um, my yes, ma'am, Pam. So by the time the show comes out, it will already have been a week past. So if you ain't watched it yet, that is on you. <laughs> too late, girl. I'm yeah, so sorry I spoiled this for you. you. Lola, I'm so sorry in advance. Maybe I spoiled this for you too. I really hope you I did not. But it's my yes, ma'am, Pam to Sasha Colby for her <laughs> win on drag race. Though it was obvious she did it by this they point. Set her like up for that. I mean, true I mean, like truly like how of those you're like, oh, like it's gonna be her. As soon as as soon as the mistress says the, the Sasha Colby meet and greet, I was like, Oh, it's gonna be her. But yeah. it really was so special to witness her. Like mm-hmm. to with, like because truthfully even for myself I knew of Sasha Colby but I didn't like know Sasha Colby and so to hear like to see her in this way has been so so amazing and special like I honestly do not know if there's a queen and maybe I could get heat for since I have no idea but I don't know if there's a queen that I that I that I would have ever thought has, has been so deserving of it from jump like, mm-hmm. like, 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 truthfully, like, I, so I, I'm, I'm right there with you, but I felt that way as soon as I saw, um, what's her name? Season 13. Simone. Simone. No, as soon fact, as she hit fact, the stage, fact, I said, fact, oh, she right, needs right. to win. No, you're Give right. You're right, you're right. You're right. Okay. Sorry. You're, no, you're right. no, 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 you're so right. I for, honestly, that season is one of the lost seasons in my head because, you know, pandemic seasons. The lost <laughs> it was season. a pandemic season. It was so, coming out but, of the pandemic okay, season. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so no, you're right. You're right. You're right. But so that's other, there are very few queens that like, I, I feel like from jump, like in the and I'm like, oh, like this is like, like I mean, they like, ever work for it, but she, but like she never betrayed people for it, you know? Like, right. and, and, and I think staying with Simone too. So I, I think it's just amazing. I'm so happy for her. While she, while she isn't the first trans queen to win, I might argue that she could be the most impactful at present due mm-hmm. to the rep- due to the reputation that she has had in the community being a trans woman of color, yeah. like, especially being Native Hawaiian. I really, I really, really, really appreciate her sharing with us about 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 um mahu people yeah um like the, the third gender in, in hawaiian culture you know mm-hmm. on the, the, you know like on, on the grand stage like particularly for a show that has gotten a lot of heat in the in, in the past few years for being trans exclusive there's something to say about this moment um to witness because i think people like people for like like when like when 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 kali when kali sonique won um, all stars. I think like people, people were people were were like were were being reductive because she was the first trans queen to win right. any drag race thing, right? right? And people right. were being produ- reductive of like, oh, like Rue is just like giving tra- a trans to her, right? Yeah. right? You know. Yeah. Then what? The, the, then Will- Willow Pill won last year as well. She okay, also like, deserved that. Oh, oh yeah, she deserved it. Very she much deserved, deserved that. that. No, fair, fair. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like again, like, like people were like, oh, like, like, like Rue's just pandering. But, but this, it's like you act like. You you can actually no, like no longer use this argument now at this point. No. You know, like mm-hmm. there's something to say about about this, and I think even for Rue, whether it's Rue's decision or producer's decision for them to do this is is, is really special. And again, she's really deserving. So yes, Pam to her. This means so much. I think, and and I, and I think I think she knows that's bigger than her. Like yeah. that winning is more than just her, and it she is. is so beautifully humble about it. Like, and as, as much as she mm-hmm. is like talking her shit, like she's fucking amazing. 
yeah um, and, and that's the thing i think i'm oh my god you're getting me on a, a a drag race tangent and we're like we i'm looking at the time like we gotta go but no yeah. i was gonna say i live because she is so humble like seeing her win yeah. there was i saw the clip of her winning it it literally almost had me in tears and i don't even cry over the wins anymore but right. you could just tell she was just so happy and i'm gonna say this real quick before you you finish um if we can also get a round of applause for their only for, for them to be in the white people in the top four <laughs> okay there was okay. all of there was people so yes, i just i know we probably gonna get heat for that but i really don't care listen, y'all can y'all can send the listen, hate mail over to another we've, podcast we have to happy. sit through 35 49 83 seasons look, of white folks we can, look, y'all can give us this everybody deserves a black lady courtroom okay yes, yes, everybody. Courtroom. when i saw that i saw all that melon in the top four i yes, said i'm here for it yes I, got, yes I don't even care who wins even though i knew <laughs> I that mean, sasha was the one who's gonna okay, win i still okay, looked around and said well i'm not gonna be mad if they end up giving it to anitra hey, i don't okay, care that part right that right part. So, um, oh, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're and, welcome, boo. Uh, my No Man Pam. So, my No Man Pam is going to be a bit of, of a correction from last week's um, Yes Man Pam because I gave <laughs> praise. <laughs> Don't laugh at me like this. I'm, it's like, I mean, it's, it's like, wow, shit changes in a week so badly. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, like, wow, how the world changes. Yes. What, yes. And, and, I mean, it's sad because I, so I gave praise last week when Yes Man Pam was, was to the show Beef, the new show on Netflix. Oh. That, that, I mean, that, the, the, like, I will stand by and say, like, it is a, it is a fantastic show. Like, it's a fantastic show. And, but, dot, dot, dot. And, <laughs> has been under a lot of controversy this past week because one of its actors, David, David, I, I, I must take a guess and say David Cho. It's Cho. Yeah. Be, being called out for sexual assault and for admitting it in 2014 on his, on his podcast. He also later and sometimes over the years, has said how his admission in the story of assault was a horrible joke that he told for fun. And it's not just, and I first, first have to say, what like whether it's a joke or not, like that is like so wrong. Like like it should never have been like should not be discussed. Pure. There's nothing, right. nothing funny about 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 this. And like and, and like if if it wasn't true, like now it taints his credibility and and the shows as well as well as the production teams. And it doesn't look good for, for doesn't look good for Ali Wong or Stephen Yoon either. Like as friends nope. of his. And if it was true. Then, then there needs to be more action taking against him. Like, like he has admitted this. Like, there should be action against him. Then, I mean, it, it's saddening because it's saddening because like this, like last week, right when I talked about this, I, I had just come off of how fantastic the show was, and like, and now like, like hearing this, like you know, like really, really ruins this experience. Like, so my like like my. My my no no man Pam goes goes to David Show. My no man Pam goes to the folks who have known about this and have not and didn't and didn't act on it and didn't say anything of it. I mean, like truth be told, like it it it, it goes to Ali Wong and, and Stephen Yeun if they're friends of his and they have known about this as well to have considered still casting him and having him be be in there. Like mm. I do, I don't care if he is a, if he was a I don't care if he's a great actor working in that role. Like I, you know it's like. If that's what he's, that's how we show up in the world. Like that's not something that I would have wanted in, in, in my show. And you know, like, the, like there are very few cases where I can separate art from the artist. And I'm and, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm not sure this is a case where I, where like where I, I can consider that. I mean, I like I will never, I will never separate Kanye. Like because he has been so horrible. Mm-hmm. Like like mm-hmm. there is no world in which I can listen to his work and then. And be like, oh, like fuck Kanye, but I like, but, like, but I love his music. Like, there's nah. no in, yeah. in, 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 in which I do that. So like, I how can I do that for Kelly? This? 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I like it's so Heart hard Kelly. to do that. So I, so it, it makes me sad because like now the show that, that truly when it first came out was so impactful. People were loving it. People were felt so represented by it. And like, and, and like, yes, there's room, there is room for that to exist as much as there is room to also be like, man, fuck this show for having this person here in it. And so, yeah, no, my mm-hmm. to that. I'm super sad about it. I'm like, I'm super sad to have to like, to, to have to like, redact my yes man pan from last week because i was so hyped about it and now i'm just like why ain't that about a bitch <sighs> yeah and but that's how fuck around that is how out. the cookie crumbles girl it is very okay. much that and i was gonna say too to your point joho not to to piggyback but i was also gonna say especially in situations like this where you see this come out and people see it and don't say anything about it but yet how quick jonathan majors i don't know if y'all just saw the story by the time y'all hear this it'll be a week but um his entire team just dropped him like 360 mm. they both his management and his pr mm. company dropped him mm-hmm. um, wow. and so it's like you have this come out and no one says or does anything about it but yet jonathan majors right and and again i'm not going up for jonathan majors i want to make that very yeah. clear that i'm not going up for him what i'm mm-hmm. saying is there is a disparity in the ways that actors actresses who are not black are treated when shit comes out about them and how yeah. quick people are to respond to it mm-hmm. that's I what be, i mm-hmm. i will mm-hmm. only add he is not an act like he he is in this because he's friends with people which makes it worse because right. he's an artist he's an artist he's only been an artist you, yeah he right. got famous because he did the murals at facebook and got paid oh. in facebook stock and became like one of the richest artists and then he blew it all uh, on sex workers drugs and other things and well known like spent his entire fortune oh. and then remade it so he's an artist and he is friends with like um the that man over at spotify don't say his name don't say his name over at spotify that person but also Uh uh the owner of momofuku like he's popped up Uh, in like all these little shows so he's that type of person he's like a person who gets added in because he knows folks but he's not not because he's talented but not excusing anything because that makes it worse that he got added in because so these people have heard you know they've heard this and oh they know they've gotta know they've gotta know and And it's all over uh, social media now yes and i don't get why you wouldn't have even if it's I was talking about this last night with a friend, but I was, I was like, you know, even if they knew and he had said, Hey, this was a story. And like, you'd made amends with your friends about it not being real. And you'd had your moment that needs to be done publicly. Right. Like, and not Mm -hmm. saying it would have appeased anyone, but before the show comes out, you should Mm -hmm. have been like, Hey, just FYI, probably going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. I was fucked up for saying whatever, 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 this and that you know and then let people make up their mind instead of what's happening is because you're not alone and yeah. feeling so awful right now because like a friend mm-hmm. of mine was i didn't even want to tell her because she's filipino and she's so was so into it and i was like fuck i don't want to yeah. this for you this sucks. and yeah. then she found it on her own and i was like fuck i i'm like yeah. i didn't want to ruin i wanted to give you a week before i told you about yeah. Because you were so I'll let you have your time to enjoy it, and the next week I'm gonna have to blow. I'm gonna yeah. pop, pop I was, and I was thinking right. about watching it too, and I was like, mm, I know, yeah, don't I know. know how my, I don't John, know how should, my uh, should, ethics you, is gonna feel you about this. Started so. right when I said to watch it, and then now you can save yourself all this because now uh, you can't. Yeah, now, you now can't I'm like, I don't know how can. I feel about watching it, but it's all good to the people who watched it. Okay, I get it. For the folks who don't, I also understand it too. This mm-hmm. is a 
mess and yeah. we will continue to keep following it and, and talking about it as long as it's it's yeah. relevant. But and with that being that said, context, thank you. Th- yes. Th- thank you, Lola, context, for the context. Thank you for that, that, that information. And I'm, I'm very grateful that we were able to have kind of a more nuanced conversation about what this is and what's really happening around that. So all that to be said, uh, thank you, Lola, for being here. Please, everyone, thank if you, you have thoughts, me. questions, mm-hmm. feedback, whatever the case may be, send it over to blackfatfempod at gmail.com. Do know that you can just click on the link inside of the actual box. It'll take you to the email. You can send your email that way. Or if you're not an email girl, you can definitely send your thoughts and your feedback via social media by joining us over at Instagram and Twitter by using the handle Black Fat Femme Pod. It has been so great to have this really what I like to feel a very um, open and honest and real conversation with you, Lola, for folks yeah. who really want to engage mm-hmm. your work or really get to know you outside of the stuff that they see on Netflix and HBO. Where can they find you? You can find me mostly kicking around on Instagram at Dirty Lola. I'm also on Twitter sometimes, not not as much these days, also at, at Dirty Lola. And you can check out my website at DirtyLola.co. Yeah, it's very informative. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lola. Um, Queen Joho, where can the dolls find you these days? Uh, as usual, y'all, you can find me at Joho Daniels across lists of shows <laughs> and cropping myself into every picture that John posts across her trip to France because that is the life. A croissant, I'm on it. A park, I'm in it. The Louvre, I'm modeling in it, bitch. <laughs> Wherever you is, John, I will be there oh, and I'll crop myself in the picture. And, and if you won't find me there, y'all, you will find me tracking down CDC officials to beg them for all the vaccines I can get in the world to make sure I never get sick again. I don't care. I don't, I don't care what it's for i don't care if it's, if it's, if it's experimental at this point bitch make me make me captain america damn it i am so <laughs> tired of this bs of being sick so you will find me either in france on these pictures or the cdc y'all Mm-mm. i fucking live i feel <laughs> you on that on that last part because i am i too am tired of this cough i too am tired Just... of being sick and tired literally sick and tired <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, as for me, this week you can catch me at home because by the time y'all hear this, I will be either packing to leave to get ready to be gone um, or I might even by the time you hear this might be on a plane headed to France for a week and a half so um, I will be there and for folks who've been asking I have have, I've had some of the listeners DM say what are you doing out there I'm actually going to be working on so many of you know I have a script called Something Unholy Um, I that script got picked by a director for us to head out there to work on the script and ultimately them helping me to put together kind of like a pitch deck for it so I will be doing that in france never thought i'd be able to say that i'm really excited very thankful to everybody who sent money uh friends who jumped in and reshared everything i'm just extremely grateful for um the community that we have here and i'll just i quickly will say this before we wrap up the community that i'm finding with this show is strong it is insane Mm. to me i I, i'll just be out and about doing stuff and people will say oh i listened to your show or i love this episode or i love this person that you had on Thank you, everybody, for listening and supporting us. We are definitely very grateful, and and we're going to continue to keep saying that. Um, But, yeah, anyway, I have so much to do before I leave, and this party time is over, so I'm going to sit my ass down. But other than that, you can find me at Dr. John Paul, or you can also visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com. We want to thank our supervising producers, Rebecca Ramos and Bay Wang, and executive super producer, Anna Hosnia. 
and everyone over at iHeartMedia. We would also like to shout out our wonderful editor, Chris Rogers, because without them, there would be no show. This has been another show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this is why I'm fat. This is why I'm fat. This is why I'm fat. This is why why I'm fat. Yes. Yes. Put that. We need a Grammy for that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll be with you next week. Take care. Bye. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.